Why doesn't a degree necessarily guarantee you a job anymore? Well, I think employers' needs are changing. So uh, years uh, going some years back, I think it was pretty expected that uh, in Australia people would, uh, you know, the main road from high school was to university um, and then there was a sort of a smaller road towards apprenticeship. And, uh, and I'm really saying that there, there's plenty of opportunities out there for people and, uh, and, I, and I think it's really been driven by what employers' uh, needs are based on this global economy we live in. Why do you think people are still um, still streaming into universities when they know they know there's so many graduates out there who can't find work? Well, look, I think being respectful to uh, you know a, a lot of high schools out there, I think it's kind of the status quo. I think it's it's the kind of the way we've been doing things, and and I think it's really important that um, you know each person understands the opportunities are out there. So that's why with uh, with the book, I'm a practical kind of guy. My father wanted me to go off to university like a lot of parents would. And uh, and I said, well, I wanted to go and be a chef. And uh, he did everything he possibly could to say, well, maybe that's not the path for you. And uh, he sent me off to do some uh, work experience in the uni cafeteria. And let me tell you, that put me off, uh, <laughs> culinary, put me off culinary for life. And so, um, you know, luckily a neighbour um, said to me, look, Nick, that's not what, you know, being a chef's all about. Um, and, you know, and I, I, I found that to be really rewarding. But it's, it's, it's got to be about the right education at the right time. I did go and do some further studies, but I certainly would have been wasted on me when I left high school, I can tell you. Something that I found uh, being a uni graduate and something that I still hear my unemployed friends complaining about is that a lot of jobs ask for a certain amount of experience um, that's not always practical for, for young people. So if jobs want that experience but won't give them the start to gain experience, how do they get around that? Yeah, avoid those employers. <laughs> um, you know, avoid those employers. And, you know, i got a job, so it's easy to say that. But, look, being a bit tongue-in-cheek there, but... I'd like to think that forward-thinking employers are looking past that. I mean, you know, these people who put up these generic ads and say, this is what you must have to come and get a job with us. I mean, they're actually not following the trend of employers like, say, uh, Google, you know. Google um, now is, is, is basically saying, we want to uh, hire the best and brightest. And if you've got a university degree, well, you can apply. But if you don't have one, you can also apply. Um, Ernst and Young in the UK, um, big publishers like Random House, this week came out and said, well, you know, you don't have to have a university degree. But look, there are some employers who are set in their ways. And sure, there are some jobs that, uh, you know, do require a university degree. But hey, there's a whole lot of jobs out there that exist and uh, you can have a pretty successful and rewarding career um, without going necessarily, you know, going to university. A degree was once the way you proved to places like Ernst & Young and Random House that you had those skills. How do you how do you market yourself to employers and prove that you have those skills now? Well, look, what employers are looking for um, from, from where I come from is this thing called real-world workplace skills. Now, that can only be found um, outside a traditional classroom. So, um, you know, for people who like to learn by doing... Um, I think apprenticeships are a fantastic way to go. Um, but, you know, for people who um, might be at uni now or might be in a job and thinking about wanting to do something different or the company they're working for is going through tough times or they're in mining and things are changing around, there's all sorts of online certifications that you can do to constantly brush up on your skills. So I think that's a, a message out there for people is, um, you know, don't get left behind. There's always an opportunity to skill up.
there's this reputation that Gen Y or the younger generation has for not wanting to put in the the hard yards and wanting to be treated like Google treats their employees with, you know, generous leave and um, fancy coffee makers in the office. Do you think that's there's any truth to that? Um, not at all. Um, I, I employ uh, myself, um, you know, as I said, you know, at the, when we started talking, I'm a practical person. My company in Australia here employs 600 apprentices. Um, a lot of those uh, people are Gen Y. Um, I think that, you know, there's certain uh, things from each generation, you know, the baby boomers and sh- certain tw- uh, traits. But at the end of the day, a lot of people just want to get out there, give it a go, um, make a bit of, you know, make a bit of money along the way. And so I think it's really about how people are presenting themselves. Um, you know, as an employer, you know what I look for? I look for someone who has a, you know, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but someone who has a, um, a can-do attitude, someone who's enthusiastic, um, you know, someone who is, is interested. Those are the sorts of traits that I'm looking for um, when taking on someone in an apprenticeship. Um, and then, you know, the, the whole idea of an apprenticeship or any sort of job is that you can... Uh, learn, um, you know, from people around you. It doesn't necessarily have to be structured in a structured mentoring way, but having a mentor in the workplace is a great idea. Um, that's another great tip. You mentioned you're a pretty practical person. What does that mean for the book? What can people expect from your book? Ah, well, <laughs> so there's, there's the theory. So um, this is not just, uh, you know, ramblings of a madman. Um, <laughs> I, I actually uh, back up what I'm saying um, with, um, you know, theory and stats and, and data. But um, as you get towards the back of the book, there's um, practical roadmaps and it says, well, if, you know, if you want to get a job or you want to change your job or um, you're a, a mid-career worker who's either been displaced or your kids might have left home and you might be in a job you hate, like accounting or law, <laughs> and it might be a real opportunity to say, well, what does make me happy? So there's great stories. I'm telling the, the book's actually telling stories through the eyes of about um, 25 people, um, and they're from all around the world. So it, it's a bit of a global book. You know, we live in a, a global age, and I know that, um, you know, you're in a fairly remote part of Australia, but um, with the old internet and, and the way that people are travelling and moving, I think there's always opportunities to get involved in the global economy. You know, cyber security, um, you know, medical technology is something that's going to be really important in all parts of Australia, uh, particularly remote, uh, remote and rural parts of the country. Absolutely. Nick, thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, look, thank you. And um, I, I should just say, um, just, just in wrapping up, that, um, you know, you've got, you've got a, a, a great... Uh, Minister Lee is, uh, is a great person um, in that part of the country and there's an innovative model that's actually launching today called PTEC, um, which is a new 9 through 14 school model which is which is launching. So maybe listeners want to check that out as well because there's different ways we can approach high school. So the book offers practical solutions, but hey, thanks for having me on the program.